welcome to the Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Podcast. I want you to be rich. Yes, I want abundant financial success for your business. But I don't just care about your business making money. I care about you too. I want you to be rich in happiness, in the impact you make, in your relationships, and in how you give back. I'm Anna. I built my six-figure business as a side hustle while I was pregnant with my daughter in 2016. Now I've helped dozens of women do the same. I'm here to help you build a profitable, heart-centered, fully booked business with the latest tips on sales and visibility, with proven mindset hacks, and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with heart? Let's go. My friends, I am so excited to have Anna Hutz today on the podcast. I just have to like say something for a minute first. So if you follow me on Instagram, you already know I'm lightly obsessed with the gym I've been going to for the last two years. It's called Namaste Fitness. If you're anywhere in San Diego, anywhere in Southern California, you have to come for the positive vibes. Like literally this gym has changed my life in so many ways. You guys know I'm a single mama. And so for me, having a safe space where I can go and come with my kids and have childcare, like when I go to the gym sometimes without my kids, and they find out, oh, they are so upset. They're like, you went to the gym without us. We want to go to the safe space for my kids, a safe space where I can have calm yoga classes, challenging, like it literally is a dream. And part of what's keeping me, I grew up in West Chula Vista. I live in East Chula Vista now, but part of what's keeping me in East Chula Vista, to be honest, is this gym community. And so I am so excited to interview the founder, the owner of the gym, um, who has just the biggest, kindest heart and best energy. And I think it's no mistake how this gym turned out, like what great vibes it has, like it comes down from the top. And so I'm just going to ask you a million questions today, but first, why don't you introduce yourself? Yay. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Anna Hutz and I live in Chula Vista also. Um, I guess it's East Chula Vista, um, Rancho del Rey kind of area. So I'm 10 minutes away from the gym and, um, I'm a mom, two kids, wife, my husband, and um, I was born in Mexico, so I've been here for, I came to San Diego State, so I've been here since college, um, got a job, then got married, all that good stuff. So I've been here, I want to say maybe 13 years, 14 years, but I'm originally from Tijuana. And um, I was not a fan of gyms or working out or any kind of physical activity until I had my kids. And then um, I gained a ton of weight with the pregnancy. I was just like, yeah, give me all the food. And then I thought I need to do something for myself. I can't just, you know, feel the way I was feeling with like being overweight and just having issues that were coming from that. So that's just kind of how I started little bit of fitness classes here, going to the gym there. And then yoga came into my life. And then eventually I'm like, it would be really cool if I had my own yoga studio, my own place. And then talked to my husband. I was being a stay at home mom at the time. And he's like, let's do it. And that's, it's been almost five years now that I'm here. That is so amazing. Okay. So take us back to the, like, did you just kind of have this like feeling in your heart? Like this is going to work. We're, we're going to figure it out. Or like, did you have any doubts? Like when you, when it was just an idea, like to mm -hmm. walk us back to like that part. So, um, I, 
I am a planner. My husband's a planner. I, uh, my major in college was business and marketing. And my husband is an economics major and he is a financial advisor. So he's like numbers planning. I mean, he does what he does, financial planning for clients. And that's kind of what I did. I was a manager at the bank for seven years. And that's what I did. I helped my staff as a manager and I help my clients um, manage things, right? It's always managing, managing. So I thought I can manage, you know, a business, uh, but it really more than a business that happened because I was feeling like all the things you're saying about us is exactly how I felt. Um, I started taking classes like at parks, little community classes, free classes here, donation, because I wasn't sure I never enjoyed working out. I never enjoyed sweating. That was my thing. Like, I don't like to sweat. I don't like, that was not my thing. And so I started trying it. And then eventually I joined like 24 hour fitness because it had the machines that had the weights that had the classes. And so that's where like my love for working out came because I felt really good, but then I wanted more because we had a community there, but it wasn't like a, a small studio community. You know, it's, it's a big gym. So um, I joined a yoga studio where I started feeling that, oh, I belong. Everybody's here like super nice. Everybody's here to do their thing, to feel good. And it was just this positive energy all the time. And so when that studio was up for sale or up for franchising, that's when I was like, Hmm, I think I can manage it. I have two kids. My kids are 11 months apart. So I have two little kids. I, I can do it. And so I went to my husband and I said, Hey, they're selling the studio. What about if we buy it? He's like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's plan it. Let's think, let's strategize. And, um, and that's when we're like, okay, we're not exactly hundred percent sure what we're doing because it was a new field. It wasn't like working at the bank, which is what we both did, but it was, you know, dealing with people, which is what I enjoyed with. Um, I saw it as like people's happiness, but that was kind of like my thing. I'm going to help people be happy. And that's when we started into that process. And I, I've shared it before that that didn't go through, obviously. And so we're like, well, that didn't go through, but I already put in a lot of work on what my goal is, my dream is. So let me just start it on my own with my own business, my own name, my own brand. I hadn't, I didn't know that part of your story. How, and I love that too, because I think so often, like we see women in business and we're like, oh, there must've been like a really straight, easy path. There must've been no hurdles. Right. Or like sometimes when we start off, when we see a hurdle, we're like, oh, that must be a sign that like, it's not meant to be, but you're like, oh, guess this just means that it's a redirection and guess I need to do this all on my, which what a blessing that it ended up being all out your own because yeah. you got to make it whatever you wanted it to be. Exactly. It, um, I mean, I can say it now. I think it took me a while to, to, to accept and to kind of, while I was going through the process of getting that other studio, I didn't see it. All I could see was I'm going to, I'm going to make people happy. I'm going to have a studio. I don't care. And now after all these years, I can say that was like an abusive, um, uh, relationship, I guess it was just very, it was one of the hardest things I've had to go through. It was mm -hmm. very, um, there was a lot of bumps. It was a lot of, um, legalities that were lawyers, you know, because when you're dealing with money contracts, yeah. um, you know, all that kind of stuff, you, you have to do it the right way. And we are very, we have to do everything the right way. Like we're like rule followers. Mm -hmm. And so going through that, 
because it wasn't just business, we were dealing with emotions, right? Like as the other person was trying to let go of what they built and trusting somebody with their baby, there was a lot of, uh, I guess, difficulty in just that handing it over. And so I tried my best to do it, but there were just disagreements. Well, now I want this, now I want that. And then it turned into a thing where like, well, we want more money. We want more money. We want more money. So they kept asking for more money. And there we are like, well, let's just get a bigger loan. Let's just get a bigger loan because we Mm -hmm. have to do it. And I tell people all the time, I felt, and I don't know if they also made me feel that way, but I can't blame anybody. So I felt um, like it was the best I could do. Like, if I don't do this, I'm not going to get to provide these happiness services to other people. And I'm like, I'm I'm stuck. Like you're saying, like, I'm going to do it, whatever it takes. Um, and so once they were like, no, we, we just don't want to sell. We're not going to go through it, blah, blah, blah. I was devastated. Like, Mm. I remember like just immediately like crying, like that's it. Like everything I worked for, for, I would say six months, daily, 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 um, it just crashed. And, but at my, at the time I had my manager who was going to be my manager at the studio. And she was like my biggest cheerleader, like, no, you can do it. You can, I, she was super like women can do anything and you can do anything. So she's like, okay, well, we're not going to do it. Let's drive around and find our own space to open a studio literally the same day. And two weeks later is when we found our space after six months of thinking that that was going to be my dream business. I started working on my real dream business and my lawyer immediately told me this is a blessing in disguise because even he advised us not to go through with it. It just, things were not looking good. He's like, you would have suffered for at least five to 10 years, which was going to be the franchise contract. I know. And so, um, I, I knew my goal, like I said, was always to help people feel the way I felt. And at that point was super scary because I'm like, I was feeling like without them, I'm nobody without their Mm. guidance, without the franchise name, I'm not going to be successful. And then her and my husband, who's also my cheerleader, they're like, no, you can do it. You really want to do it. And I mean, we did it. (laughs) So there's, there's no bumps on the road. I tell people there's no bumps on the road that are too big for you to not keep going. If you know, in your heart that that's the right thing to do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. How beautiful. And I love that you're sharing this behind the scenes. Cause I think when we look at like other people's businesses of any type, right, we see like the highlights and the polish, right. But yeah. it's so true that like every single business owner I know has a story like that literally. And I think when women start businesses and then they start getting hurdles, they're like, Oh, something's wrong with me. Like, but literally it's almost like I think about motherhood. There's no mom I know that doesn't have some sort of like challenge, right? There's not any marriage that doesn't have some sort of challenge, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's just part of like life is like the challenges. Yeah. What advice would you give someone that's maybe in that moment of like, they worked for six months on something really, really wanted something. And they thought this was the answer. And then like, they get that devastating news, whether it's any aspect of their business or life, but they wanted something. And it just feels like it's a stop sign. It feels like it's the end of the road. Like what advice Mm -hmm. would you have there? I think, um, to really stop and think 
what, like, what is the real reason why I'm doing it? Right. Mm. Because I almost feel like at the point where we were in the process to buy the other business, um, you know, they would tell us like, well, you know, I don't want you to change this color, like little things, right. I don't want you to change this color on the walls. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to offer this or that. And I was, I think I was just being stubborn, like, no, but I want to do it because I think it's right. Or I want to make it better. In my mind, I was like, I'm taking over a business. I'm going to obviously make it better to grow it for my benefit and for the benefit of the person that owns it, right? That's franchising it to me. So I think you have to really try to separate. Is this just I'm being stubborn? I want something because I think that that's what I should do or that's what people expect me to do. Or is this really meant to be? Um, I think it's happened to us. For example, we, um, we wanted to get in, in one of our studios, if you've seen it, we have the TRX room and we have yoga walls, right? And yoga walls is this Iyengar practice where you get to hang off the walls, you get to decompress, you get to pull on them. So that room was a stock room in our space and it had like like temporary walls. They didn't even go all the way up. So to install those walls, we had to rebuild that whole room and spend a ton of money to reinforce those walls so that people can pull on them. So they support like a ton of weight. And, um, and they came a point where lumber, something was happening with lumber. Then there was a holiday and the truck couldn't come with the materials. They were going to charge us the overtime for the people that were going to build the walls because we needed it for a specific day. So we almost gave up and we're like, you know what? It's just not worth it. This is costing us double. This is, um, like, it seems like it's not meant to be. There's so many bumps, but then I was like, okay, money, we will eventually like, we can just get a bigger loan. Um, yes, we'll pay the guys. Okay. If we can't have the room open ready by the day that we open our doors, we can postpone that room for a week. But why are we doing that wall? Well, because nobody in Chula Vista had that wall. Nobody in the South Bay has it. It's an amazing practice. We had the teacher that that trains for the walls. Like we had like the main guy that was like, we hired him to teach that class and to help us with those walls. So there was just so much more that I considered a benefit versus the hurdles that we had at that moment. Like, did we really need that wall? Did we need to spend the extra thousands of dollars? Yes. But other things like aerial yoga, which we talk about doing now, we didn't put it at that time because that would have been another restructuring. And we're like, okay, five people in the silks. We already have all this huge construction that can wait. You know, like it's a little tiny example, but just like the things like, does it matter? And will it matter in the long run? Or is it just like, kind of like they say, is it a want or is it a need? You know, and I wanted the studio to help people but I knew I needed to do it because it was just something that was burning, burning, burning that I couldn't stop at that point. I was too invested in it. I love that. I, when you think back to that season, when you were really trying to make it work with the other studio, do you feel like it almost like had to like divinely work out where like it was released? Or do you feel like there was like something in you that knew along the way that like, ooh, this isn't for me? Or do you feel like, it had to happen that way. 
I was the last week before we were told no, like I was insulted by the owner. Both me and my husband were insulted and almost like harass, like the way that the person is, is just, you know, and so we just sat there like, okay, like just taking it all like, okay, whatever you say, we're going to do it. And even at that point, I wasn't ready to say no. So I think it had to happen that way where they told me no, because I was probably too stubborn to say no. Like it was a divine intervention from life of like, no, Anna, this was not, not meant for you. And eventually all other franchises that they try to do, I, I don't know if it was a similar situation, but things collapsed the same way. So I think it was just, it had to happen so I could learn. And so I could learn to differentiate the, am I just like being annoying, like trying to just do it? Or should I look for signs? And now in five years that we've had the business, I try to look for red flags earlier than mm -hmm. later. Yeah. I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday that something happened and they're like, and why did you wait so long to do this? I'm like, because I try to ignore the red flags. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. And I don't mm -hmm. know at this point if it's, am I just dumb? Like, am I just mm -hmm. blind? And I just, or I'm actually genuinely thinking, let's give them another chance. Let's wait for something mm -hmm. worse to happen for me to step out, you know? Yeah. Oh, such a good conversation. When you think about like divine interventions in your life, like what is there anything else that comes to mind, either even from your childhood or outside of namaste? Like what are other times where you really feel like you were divinely supported in like a direction? Well, um, hopefully people think it's divine, but I think it's probably divine. So I've been married before. This is my second marriage, which probably people don't know that about me. Um, so I had my high school boyfriend for 10 years and then we got married. So when we got married, I got transferred to a different branch at the bank. And then I met my boss, which is now my husband. <laughs> so, so 10 years and again, through, you know, cheating on me and la la la, right? Like all those things. I mean, since first year in high school, all the way after college and so many things happened. And so many people told me he's not the guy for you. You shouldn't marry him. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, no, this is the best I can do. We've been together for so long. I'm going to make it work because I'm just going to make it work. And got married, got transferred to that branch, met my now husband, Eric, who was recently divorced. And um, we became friends. And then I started having issues in my marriage. And he was like, no, you need to go to counseling. You need to go to your uh, priest if you have a pastor, somebody to talk to, like, don't get divorced. Like, divorce is really heartbreaking. And it was really difficult for me, you know, advising, right? And so I'm like, okay, okay. So I followed and I, we went to therapy. We looked for counseling. It just wasn't meant to be. It just didn't, it was not going to happen. And so, um, but when we went to therapy, we only went to therapy once and that was it. When we went to therapy, that's when I realized I can't be here anymore. And even the therapist was like, yeah, you guys shouldn't be married anymore. Like it's, there was just, we weren't fit for each other. But if Eric had not told me to go to therapy, suggested to go to therapy, I probably would have never thought it. And so that was kind of his intervention. He 
tried to make me keep my marriage, but in a way he helped me figure out, oh, I need to step out of this. And, and it was the best thing I did. And that was 15 years ago. And now I've been married. It's going to be next week, 13 years. Uh, so. Happy anniversary, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that story. Things happen at the right time for the right reason. And that's always like I tell everybody, put it on my grave. That's like my motto. Everything happens for a reason at the right time. Like if I could tattoo it here, I would, because I feel like there is always divine intervention for the good and for the bad. It, it doesn't matter, but the bad can always be turned into good. So it's not really bad. Yes. I'm seeing this theme th for you of like persistence, right? <laughs> what were you like as a little girl? Tell us what you were like. And were you a persistent little girl or did that come later? I think, I think, yeah, I am persistent. Uh, my husband tells me that if he could describe me in one word would be determined. That's, Ooh. that's my word. And like, I even have a bracelet, the one word bracelets, whatever they're called, it's determined. Um, I, I, I grew up, my parents, I have a brother and my, we've always been really close. My grandparents, my uncle, we have, we're a small family, but super, super close. Like we get together like all the time and we're always involved in each other's lives one way or another. Um, so growing up, it was always, well, I was the oldest. I'm the oldest granddaughter. I was the, um, the one that like set the tone for everybody else. Right. Like I was the the oldest of five grandkids, five grandkids. So I was always starting up the situations. I'm always the one that's like, let's do this. Let's do that. When we get together now, it's like, well, what is Anna going to say? Uh, you know, let's ask her like, what, what does, what is she planning? Like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? I'm always trying to look ahead for what's next. Um, I went to school. I lived in Tijuana all my life. Like I said, I've been here for 13 years. And, um, I was in school. Um, I continued the same school, like it was a private school. So from first grade all the way through high school. And it was always like, what am I going to do next? I, because we lived on a border city, I was always, we were always coming across to San Diego, Chula Vista. So that was our life. So I thought, well, maybe one day I can work there. I can do something. So I chose to do international business so I can do the dual degree program in college. So I did two years in Mexico and I did three years here. And so it's always like, if life didn't give me exactly what I need right now, I need to find it. I need to do it. I'm always like looking forward to not in a unsatisfied way of like, I always need more because I'm never satisfied. It's always like, what's next? What can I do more of this or better mm. at that? So that's kind of my personality. I tell people like, I don't get down on myself often and if I do, it will last minutes. And then like, I had a really hard time, like a week ago, like, you know, things work busy, scheduling all the things. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself like 20 minutes to like be angry, be upset, be sad, whatever, to feel all the feels. But then I don't allow myself to stay in that moment for too long because I know that there's so much that I have to do that if I get stuck, I'm afraid of like not getting out on time and not meeting all my goals or my deadlines, you know, mm -hmm. which could be good or bad. I don't know. Um, but I'm always like trying to stay 
on the next thing, like not getting stuck on one thing. Mm -hmm. I I think it's beautiful. Um, Okay. When you think about Namaste that you've created, what would you say are like the two things that you're most proud of creating in the last five years? Um, I think the the community that we've built i mean the the group of humans that meet there and you're not going to let me lie i tell people all the time to new students that come and they're like afraid because they've never been in a group setting or they've never worked out and they're like embarrassed or whatever you know all the feelings i tell them we have the best students like i have been to you know gyms and yoga studios and fitness and i think like genuinely in my heart that we have the best students, right? Like everybody or the majority are like a good fit, right? Not everybody talks to each other. Not everybody knows each other, but overall, I never go to work. Like, like who's, who am I going to run into today? Like, I don't have that feeling. Like when I worked at the bank, that was a different story <laughs> because you're like, oh, Mr. So-and-so is going to come and they're going to try to pull their money or, you know, they're going to ask me for this or whatever. Um, because it's just, there's so many people from, from different worlds, but here it's almost like everybody comes together for a, for the same purpose. Even if we don't all come with the same goal to the studio, we all just have the purpose of taking care of ourselves, even if it's as basic as that, right? Nobody goes there for other reason than to feel good and to take care of themselves, whether it's yoga or fitness. And I think that's what brings us together. And I I can die happy saying like, that's a great community that I got to experience, you know, my time with. Um, and probably to have survived five years because we know, right. That the business, the small businesses, especially might not make it more than a year, maximum three years and looking at ourselves moving into five years and looking at not just the community, but the business aspect of it, right. Like the books and the, the way that things are being managed. Like it, we, we, we feel like we're here to stay and just move forward. We're not going anywhere. Um, because I know there's, when you as a business owner start looking at your numbers and your statistics and your projections and you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end of the year. It's a real thing. And I think the only time that we sort of felt that way was during pandemic 2020 when we had to close. But, and I said almost felt it because I never really felt like we were going to have to close. I just had this feeling, again, the community was so supportive so loving and we had a goal and I was determined to make it through. And so we did. So those are my two proudest things like pandemic and then the people. Mm, I love that so much. (laughs) Um, What do you feel like? And if you don't know the answer, that's okay. But like, what would you, if we had like a magic wand and we, we were like, you know, five years from now, it was 2028 is that the math? Um, yeah. <laughs> what would you like to have seen in Namaste? Like, what are some of your future visions for it? Well, by 2028, I hope to see three studios open. Um, that's like a goal, right? We're we're already in talks of like where would number two be, but we would ideally like to go to three. Um, and most, I think, one of the things 
um, is to see it support itself without me. Not that I'm not going to be there, but that if I, you know, knock, knock, but if I died, like, would it still be there? Like to know that I've like transmitted my goal, my vision, my everything to all the people that are there. Right. That's like when you have employees and we have almost 40 employees now, it's hard. It's hard to keep everybody um, in the same vision because everybody comes to work for their own purpose, right? Their own goals in life, but to keep them together and unified in what Namaste Fitness is. um, I tell people like, I, I, I want to go on vacation. I want to take a day off knowing that you guys are okay, which I know they are right. We have amazing people, amazing staff, but there's always that like, Oh, but what if they need me? So to be self-sufficient in a way that if we do have two, three, five, whatever studios that I can be, you know, supporting all of them, but each studio is its own, that it's not Anna that, that, manages things or that keeps them together that it's everybody as a whole without me if that makes sense oh it makes so much sense okay (laughs) let's say for a second that you had your two new studios opening tomorrow and you have your two managers that are going to oversee them i know likely it would be like people that were already within but let's just say for a second it wasn't let's just say it was two brand new people and you only have five no you only have two minutes with them and you're not ever going to be able to talk to them again, right? Oh. Maybe they're opening in Hawaii or something. Two namaste <laughs> branches in Hawaii. You've never met these people. You'll never be able to speak to them again. You have two minutes to tell them the vision and the mission of namaste and what's most important. Go. What are you going to tell them? Okay. So namaste fitness is about making people feel happy and better than how they walked in. So customer service is the number one, like making everybody feel like this is their second home. Like you are their sister, you are their brother. Like the comfort of people is number one. Um, To offer as much as we can for people to find what they need, to offer you know, the cleanliness, the the great teachers, the great customer service, the amazing classes. So to do all of the things that make somebody go, oh my God, wow. So what I tell my staff now and what I would tell that staff if if this makes sense is that I tell them we are not the Walmart, we are the Nordstrom of wellness mm. studios. And not in any of like, oh, Nordstrom, but it's just, If you've been to Nordstrom, you know that they're always like, hi, welcome. Why can I get, you know, like that immediate making you feel like you're important and you're there, that they're to help you out versus when you're trying to find an employee in this huge place of like, nobody can help me. I need the price for this or I need that. So to keep the standards as high as possible, because feeling like this is your home and you need to give your best. When people come to your house, you try to do your best to host. So that would be it. I love that. I think it's also something so interesting you created in Namaste. It was reminding me of this as you were saying that is I do feel like you've created a very high class experience, but it's also very approachable and warm. And I feel like a lot of gyms I've been to have been one or the other, right? Mm -hmm. Where it is very high class but you also mm-hmm. feel a little bit like I don't belong here. Right. Like yeah. this is 
so high class and like everyone's wearing, I mean, no offense, but like yeah. everyone's wearing like perfectly matching bar socks. Like, I don't know how they got their ponytail that straight. Like I like come, you know, like I come into the gym, like tumbling in, in a hot mess. I mean, My kids are like trying to grab the candies. Right. <laughs> but like, I do feel like you have created the family atmosphere of belonging and safety and happiness, but also that elevated excellence. Mm -hmm. How have you done that? From the beginning when we planned and this, I think started from the studio we were buying that they were a great studio. They were clean. People were great, but I would always see how can I make this better? Like the littlest things of like, the mats are all mismatched, the rental mats, for example, right? All our mats are Manduka, high quality, you know, $120 mats for rent. We have lost some, so some people have taken them. That's fine. You know, they got a $100 mat out of it. Not often, but we've lost like two or three. So to give, that was like a, a one red flag for me from the other studio that I was buying that the owner was like, don't buy nice things for your students. That was her advice all the time. Mm. Don't, don't do nice things for your students. They're, they're not going to appreciate it or they're going to steal it. That was her mentality, which I get it, right? Like we've lost a couple of things here and there in the studio of like, like a little yoga doll or whatever. Somebody took it, who cares? But her thing was like, don't go above and beyond. And I'm the go above and beyond girl. So yeah why not at a reasonable price? Because I know that there are so many other studios that are way more expensive than, uh, than us. Yeah. And there might be a couple that maybe are less expensive, but they offer way less. So yeah. the best value, the best experience, because just because you're paying, let's say less in our case, right. Versus we're under $200. Why not still have amazing things? Mm -hmm. And so um, that was my vision of, no, I'm going to have the matching mats. I'm going to have yeah. the cute decor. I'm going to make you feel warm and fussy. And it probably comes from the fact that I was not a workout person, right? Yeah. So uh, I, growing up or like when I was in high school, I started going to take step classes and kickboxing classes at the gym just for fun. And the gyms were always a, you know, the big weights, the guys with like the tiny tanks and, you know, like dirty. I don't know. I, not that they're dirty, but they just look like dusty or something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, you see if we break weights, like I'm like, no, we need to replace them. If, you know, we've paint and we're always running around with our magic erasers, like, because I feel like we humans deserve it. And the only way that you can be at peace with yourself is if you're not worried about other things too. So if you're coming to the classroom and you come in and it's like, dirty or just the colors are aggressive, you know, like, like they say, like McDonald's is orange is red and yellow for a reason so that you're always hyper alert. So we're like, we're white and blue and the clouds and the ocean and that color scheme. So you can be like not worrying about anything around you other than yourself. Ah. Mm -hmm. uh. I love it so much. <laughs> and you really have done that. And I, my biggest wish and prayer is to see like namaste all over the world, because a lot of my community that follows me on Instagram is not from San Diego. Right. Oh. So I'm like posting about namaste all the time. And it's almost like, so How mean can I go? because they're like, it's so mean. You have this really cute gym that you go to with great childcare, with <laughs> kind people, you're getting fit, like stop posting about it. You know what I mean? I know, like, why don't I have FOMO. that in? 
Yeah. Why don't I have that in New York? Why don't I have that in Texas? So, but maybe one day soon there will be a namaste in New York, in Texas, in all of the places, you know, and, um, just love what you've created. Okay. As we wrap up, um, any other, what other, any other words of advice? I, I, like to give advice to, for like women that are in, um, like a challenging time or feeling discouraged or, mm-hmm. you know, any other words of advice or love? I think as women, we, we try to create all these expectations that nobody else probably has, but we have of ourselves. And sometimes they're unrealistic because of the moment that we are in our life or whatever we're experiencing. And then we're here, but then we want to be here without thinking, well, we should be here and here and here and here. So little baby steps. um, I've shared this before as well. You know, we dealt with my husband's really, really advanced cancer two years ago. And, um, and I was the businesswoman, but as a wife and mother and woman, I was like, devastated right so I was broken on one part of my life but then I had to stay intact in the other part of my life which was the business owner the yoga teacher the fitness teacher that pumps you up but then I was not pumped up on other side so just I think to know to really really believe that everything that goes quote quote wrong and the difficult times won't last forever and if they do last for a long time, it's because we're learning a lesson from that bad or difficult time. Like that nothing, nothing in life will happen for, for no reason. And, you know, I'm Catholic. I believe in God. I, you know, I, I have a belief that there's a divine, right. But even if you don't just the universe or whatever it is and believe in yourself, because if you don't believe that you can do this, then nobody else will believe. I tell people, you have to be your first and biggest cheerleader so that other people, it's kind of like they say, try to manifest and try to be what you want to be. You have to, and nothing is temporary. And we all women go through such difficult times in different parts of our lives. And that we are, we're just amazing. Like we are, we make the world go round. Right. We make the world go around. And I'm not like a super feminist, like women are better than men. Nope. Men and women are equal in my eyes. But we're just so amazing that we have so much to give. And the difficult times happen because they had to happen and support each other. Never talk poorly about other women or at least maybe like not in public, just maybe to yourself like, but never because because we're all fighting a battle and nobody Mm. else maybe can see it. I have a favor to ask. Can you, I have a lot of listeners of the podcast that also speak Spanish. Obviously most of them speak English because they're listening because <laughs> their podcast is in English. But would you say that same message also in Spanish for us? Okay. Um, como mujeres siempre tenemos que estar al pendiente de todo lo que tenemos que hacer. Que si somos mamás, que si somos esposas, que si somos amigas, hijas. Y siempre nos estamos poniendo metas que a lo mejor son demasiado grandes en el momento, no que no se puedan llegar a esas metas, pero no ponernos expectativas que no son reales a lo mejor en ese momento y empezar de poquito en poquito, un paso, otro paso, otro paso y que todos los momentos difíciles 
a lo mejor son difíciles ahorita, ya cuando los vuelves a ver un año después o tiempo después, simplemente fueron momentos de gran aprendizaje porque de cada momento difícil vamos a sacar algo. Y aunque dure un poco o aunque dure mucho, tenía que suceder de esa manera. Todo sucede porque tiene que suceder. Tienes que creer en ti, tienes que ser la primera persona. Aunque nadie cree en ti, nadie te apoye, nadie te diga, oh, eres increíble, eres esto. Tú te lo tienes que decir a ti misma porque es cierto. Y de ahí es donde vas a empezar a, a crear lo que necesitas y la gente te va a empezar a seguir y te van a empezar a apoyar más de lo que creías. Es If people are in San Diego or if they're visiting San Diego and they want to check out Namaste and or connect with you, tell us how we can follow you on social media mm -hmm. and connect with the gym. Yep. Follow us on Instagram, Namaste Fitness SD at the end, like San Diego or Facebook, Namaste Fitness. My, um, my Instagram is Healthy Savory Life. Um, it started because I, that account was just for recipes for cooking and then it was healthy, savory meals. And now it's healthy, savory life because I share more than just meals and, uh, namastefitness.com, our website, we always have something going on. Um, even if you don't want to come and take a class, just come see us, just visit us, come say hi and ask questions. That's literally why we're here. Like we are here for you. That's for the community, for whoever wants to come around. And next week, we do have a whole week of wellness that people can come and take a free class. So if you've never visited us, come take a free class from the 6th through the 13th. I love that. If anyone's a friend of mine, I've had to, I've tried to drag at least all of my friends one time to not mistake. They're like, no, Anna, we will not go with you. I'm like, just this one time, just come with just one class, just try this once stuff. and it's free. Exactly. Um, my, when pe I always win people over though, when I'm like, oh yeah, it was just the gym. We had champagne for someone's birthday or champagne. And they're like, what? They gave you champagne at your gym? <laughs> I mean, there's, there. I, I tell people and, you know, just in the, the people that think yoga think sometimes like this stereotype of a yogi, right? Of a person. And I'm like, I am not that yogi. The one you see in the books floating and meditating and just eating like, leaves. I am, I, I love my champagne. I love my donuts and I love what yoga brings to my life for not just the physical, but for everything. So champagne probably next Wednesday, cause it's women's day. We're probably going to have champagne. I so, mean, why not? Right. Why not? <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast and just also what you Thank created. You. I'm just personally so grateful for it. Thank you so much. We love you. And we are so grateful for you. Um, just being there because you keep us going like everybody that feels like you keep us going and we would be nothing without the community really so i'm super super grateful and just honored to be here with you thanks for hanging out today please hit that subscribe button so you can make sure to stay updated anytime a new episode drops And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook community. It's called The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live and do free trainings. And you may even meet your newest biz bestie. So you can join at heartcenteredcommunity.com. It's absolutely free. And I cannot wait to see you in there.